You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program is sponsored by the Sativa Talk podcast. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More or the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sativa Talk Podcast, where we have blunt conversations. We like to talk about cannabis, of course, whether you are a vet, newbie, or just curious, we got you covered. And we would like to get into some lifestyle and entrepreneurship as well. Now, this is episode five, so we are celebrating, and according to Nuram, oh, I need a bell on that one. In <laughs> numerology, the number five symbolizes freedom, curiosity, and change. A desire to have adventures and explore new possibilities. But it signifies more than just high energy and excitement as well. So episode five, let me, you know what? Let me high high energy, excitement. Let me pick up my tone and my energy because we on episode five. And I have a very special guest that's in here with me today. Uh, you can hear her as well podcasting in the podcast world known as High Bud High Bud Tenders, right? That's it. Okay. Um, oh, we're not speaking on anything else she does at the moment, so we'll just pin it right there. Miss Rocky, how are you feeling today? Hey, hey, what's going on, Angie? I'm super glad to be on your podcast. This makes me super happy. I mean, you were on mine, and I appreciated yeah. that. You were just a little light on the podcast, so I was super excited. And uh, everything that you bring, all the energy you bring to this industry, girl... It's amazing. Thank you, darling. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, we didn't get into a lot of what you do because I know you have affiliations with uh, some cannabis organizations here in Vegas. You have some affiliations with magazines. You have some affiliations with the spin. You got affiliations. <laughs> yes. Um, but once again, I do appreciate you taking the time oh, no uh, to speak with me. Now, we're going to get into some weed news. But first, of course, we got to pay some of the bills now. I got to give a shout out to my sponsor, the Business Entertainment West. They are in the business of providing entertainment on the West Coast. You can find them on Instagram at bizentwest underscore Vegas. And tell them thank you for bringing Angie T back on the airwaves. So I want to get into what's going on currently in the cannabis realm uh, in the cannabis of his world here in Las Vegas. So, you know, the um, Big Brother, uh, the CCB board, it's been a lot going on with them within the past couple weeks. Uh, It was like talk of like a freeze or something. They had to go and uh, recalibrate the, well, they couldn't issue out any additional regulations. Um, did you hear about? That? I yeah. did. Okay, and I know that the organization that you're one of one of the organizations you're affiliated with, they kind of posted about it. So, did you guys meet on it, or you have any further info? Um, I think it was a little bit of a surprise, to mm-hmm. be honest. Uh, we weren't even prepared for that, but <laughs> I mean, stopping the regulations from happening. But I think it was a statewide situation, mm-hmm. right? So yes. Uh-huh. It wasn't just for cannabis. It just kind of like cannabis fell into the realm of that situation. Mm-hmm. So um, as far as we know, um, we're, we're not too privy. I mean, really, there's other things that uh, we are addressing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm, let, me, let me tell you, I'm speaking of the Chamber of Cannabis. So right now we are working on a few things. Um, most, more than likely, you'll probably be hearing from us about uh, changing the... Uh, 
the limit of cannabis that you could purchase. Mm -hmm. So we want to take that from, you know, recreational one ounce to a two ounce situation. It'll help out greatly um, with revenue in the cannabis industry. Absolutely. And then um, another thing, too, is helping these ex-offenders that had cannabis charges to work in the industry. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous that they can just to have any kind of restriction whatsoever about that. Um, So really, in all honesty, I feel like what we are really basing our focus on Mm -hmm. is more so um, the people and not the state, right? Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I could definitely bring that up, but we probably know very little about how that even got started. At least I don't, you know, for sure. I was shook, like, oh, what? Something done happened. But it seems as if maybe that freeze is over because they actually have recently um, suspended a license on the north side. Yes. So that was the Helping Hands Wellness Center. So I'm just reading from the article. Okay, Do it. Do it. You know sister. what I'm saying? I'm just reading from the paper. Don't nobody come for Angie T. Um, but it's very serious. So they suspended the license, um, citing that it was a threat to public health and safety. Um, they were saying that, um, that basically they found some flour in their cultivation that was not tagged. And uh, they have some surveillance of some people. They had some flour in there that was not tagged. We're going to stick with that. <laughs> Some fun time contamination. You know, yeah, exactly. So um, yeah. that's that was the threat. I feel like the words that they used was like very serious, like threat to public safety and health. But um, I mean, kind of, because yeah. it, it helps keep track of what was put on the flower, make sure that it was tested before it gets uh, hit to the shelves. So um, I don't know. I feel like that once again, CCB flexing their muscle like, oh, you think it's the game? Well, I mean, think of, it, it was pretty huge, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I mean, there was a lot of product um, that had to be taken off shelves because of mm-hmm. the fact that, uh, because of this contamination. From what I know, it kind of maybe stemmed from uh, a pesticide, right? That was uh, that was not regulated, <clears throat> or whatever the case may be. People should just know in advance mm-hmm. that CCB ain't playing with you. <laughs> When they just, get that wand, that yes. magic wand. No, just do the things that you're <laughs> supposed to do. I mean, in all honesty, that is the repercussion for those actions. And I think it makes a lot of people think about what they're doing and their next steps and their cultivations and things of that nature. Um, just follow the rules, man, because it really was extensive. Mm-hmm. If you saw how many different brands were involved with that, uh, with the pesticides or with the the contamination? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that was another thing I was going to bring up. So we're talking about the uh, so CCB board. They issued a bulletin on products treated with unapproved pesticides. So this is to keep the flower from uh, from bug contamination. This is to kill possibly any E. coli, any germs that may be on the flower. They use these uh, chemicals to kill that, but ultimately it ends up you know a threat to your organs because now when you smoke it, you're consuming it and it's a danger to you right so um 
that I didn't I had to get into the, the cannabis industry to understand the severity of it, of how much it really matters, how you tend to this plant, what do you put on it, down to the what what do you are you do you talk to the plant? Do you play any music for the plant? <laughs> What's the energy of this building as a whole? So um Yeah. So yeah, have you experienced any like have you been to a cultivation? You you looked around and was like, oh Um uh, my cultivation experience actually working in a cultivation um, made me want to get out of cultivation because of some, you know what I mean? Mm. Just because uh, it's a fine line, especially if, if you're working for cultivation and you're not fully privy of all the regulations mm-hmm. that are out there. Um, but yeah, my experience was, it was decent. There was some, there was some things where I was like, hmm, uh, but it makes you learn and it makes you ask questions, <laughs> uh-huh. though, too. Absolutely. Uh, so now when I do visit cultivations, like I most recently I was at the Fleur Cultivation. Shout out to them. Uh, really great facility doing a really great job. They actually do organic cannabis. So um, nothing to see there as far as like pesticides or bad things that are put mm-hmm. into uh, cultivations. But for the most part, this was complete surprise to me. Um because I, I know that we are privy of these regulations and we should be following them. So I don't know how this even came to this point where like all of these brands, mm-hmm. you know, had their hands in that situation. I think it was some distillate, maybe. It looked like a lot of production uh, items that were in that. Recall. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, they had like, um, so I'm looking, it's 117 infused edibles, 41 infused pre-rolls, and 221 uh, concentrates. So, um, yeah. Bamboozled! Yeah. <laughs> it's like, now when you go shop for marijuana, it's almost like, you know, when you go to the, uh, when you shop for meat. Like, are you going to go to Whole Foods and get your meat, or you're going to go to the shop yeah. where they don't wear gloves? <laughs> and that shouldn't even be the case, right? With cannabis, like, we shouldn't have to worry about these things whatsoever. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a little bit, I think that it's going to alert the consumers a little bit more about what could quite possibly happen, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and, absolutely. You know, making sure that cultivation stay on the level mm-hmm. and follow these regulations is very important. Uh, there's obviously a really good reason for the fact that these things are in place. So, I mean, the only the only logical reason that I could see for that is how much we can get out as po- as much as possible, you know, to but you got to keep in mind of the actual consumer. I mean, that should be the number one most pri- primary situation. So for a minute there, I was like, hey, CCB, there you go. <laughs> Find that stuff out. Because I'm a heavy consumer. That part, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely has its pros and cons because some of the regulations, it appears like it was not, it wasn't made in, uh, to in, how should I put this? When the regulation was made, it was more beneficial or easier for a corporation than a small business. It's oh, almost yeah. like it's etching out the small businesses. So to play devil's advocate a little bit, that's why, you know, when you know when the CCB comes out with these regulations, I'm like, oh, gosh, it's like they're just putting an extra squeeze on the on the smaller guy. So uh, but I am I am for sanitation and hey, don't put none of that on my stuff. Give me the. And you can taste it when you smoke it, too, if yeah. something has, like, a lot of chemicals on it or, you know, something don't taste right. So yeah. I was just talking to someone about uh, white ash 
and you oh know, yeah, the your, ashes, yeah, yeah, how your ash burns and yada yada yada. There's a lot of misconceptions regarding that, but um, and and I think it's all providing to the metals that are found in some of these pesticides and stuff like that. So touch on that real quick. So if the ash is dark. That means it was it has a lot of chemicals. In yeah, it? I thought that like it's more treated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then those that don't that burn white ash, but see that whole situation. I want to make sure people understand mm-hmm. um, that has been. Uh, there have been people that have you know college students that have debunked that whole mm-hmm. situation. So okay. please do your homework. That's always what I'm about. Like. Hey, if you're going to be quoting things that are like, hey, white ash is this and black ash is that, you have to know and you have to be a little bit more uh, educated before you put things like that out into the atmosphere. Absolutely. But that's the kind of fear we provide. I feel like as we moving, as we're moving closer to federal legalization, we're going to see more of this situation. So I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't say this is oh, probably going to be the only time that this happens. Oh, um, absolutely not. Right. Could you imagine the, uh, a board like that on a federal level? Good grief. Because they're so involved here. Yes. Uh, aren't we, we're, it's not a lot of places that has like a board like this. So we're kind of setting the standard <laughs> right. on how to move forward. So um, I think we requested this, didn't we? Wasn't it? <laughs> Wasn't it us who requested? And I'm just kidding. I know people are going to give me backlash. I feel like it was like a leverage. Like, okay, well, if you're going to let us sell it, okay, here, come on with the board and we'll let the board tell us what we can. And now we're like. (laughs) Right, exactly. That's that's exactly it. It's like, be careful what you wish for kind of situation. You know what I mean? But um, I think that that goes without saying in any kind of thing that's ultimately regulated to the hilt. Because it is. You. Even praying. <laughs> Sometimes you got to be very... <laughs> I need a bell. <laughs> you got to be very specific. And Wesley, keep that in, because I want people to know that I ain't perfect, but I'm I'm making it work, okay? Um, but yeah, um, about your prayers and what you ask for, because sometimes we get it, but not... Not how we think we are, yeah. And, and you know, it's funny, I'm touch on this real quick. You had mentioned that people come in town, you know, well, people wanting to buy more than an ounce. I think it's the funniest thing when people come from out of town and they're like, oh, give me the best, give me, they want to buy everything. And you only here for two days. Yep. Sir. Yeah. (laughs) You want to challenge yourself. So you want to sleep the whole trip or. Yep. I learned that in this industry, hey, look, whatever you want to do, sir, so long as it's in the realm of these regulations right here, mm-hmm. we're going to get you, you know what I mean? If we can allot people two ounces and if it helps um, the cannabis industry, because right now, I mean, to be honest with you, the dispensaries are a little hurting right now because we've kind of drive, driven those prices right down to like bottom of the barrel. Everything mm-hmm. else is raising in prices. Eggs, I think, are like $2 million. A, a, <laughs> Last I checked. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're like $9 a, a dozen. And we have like 3.5 grams of cannabis going out there in the world for like Mm -hmm. ounces for like (laughs) 70 bucks you know what I mean so it's just a totally different world out there well we deserve that you know what I'm saying because when it first came out it was legal the stuff was overpriced yeah okay it was too much yes 
crazy. So now I feel like, yeah. Is this the level out? Do you think yeah. this is the level out? <laughs> God don't like ugly. So when when we get back together, don't raise the price again. Right. Don't no, I it. hear it. I hear it. I, and I'm there for that situation. I work in the industry and I know how hard it is to... Um, you know, shout out to some of the growers out there that are putting out the best kind of cannabis possible. Um, I mean, I'm the kind of person that always feels like you pay for what you get, Mm -hmm. right? So um, if you do want the best of the best, you're not going to be chasing that $70 ounce Mm because I'm not saying it's, you know, bad or anything like that, but it's not going to be, you know, superior. Oh, like girl, me. please. It'll smoke just good. Don't listen to her. Don't, Don't listen to it'll, me. It'll okay. be just huh? fine <laughs> from experience. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, yeah. So I did want to tap into that, you know, uh, your podcast, High Bud Tenders. Yes. So it was originally started to kind of give the perspective of bud tenders. So and you work you where you oversee your you manage a whole dispensary. Put some respect on your name. Thank you. So. Um, so, yeah. So let's kind of switch gears and get into that. So what 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 makes a good bud tender? Um, fantastic customer service. Know the basics, understand your product. Um, that way, when you're selling something to somebody, I the worst thing you can do is lie to a customer, especially when it comes to cannabis, because mm-hmm. that is the one product people will come back and tell you you lied about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So be, to be a good uh, bud tender, you have to be thorough with the customer service, explain to people, get them what they want, find out what they need. Are they going to a show? What's happening today? What are you getting into? Are you just wanting to sit around and lay around on a couch? All of these con- all this con- these questions are very important to being a bud tender and getting to know your customer. Honestly, retention is key with bud tending. So you want especially your locals to come back and see you mm-hmm. the next day. So be honest about the product that you're selling and be knowledgeable. That way when people come, they just, hey, I'm going to go back to Rocky, who really took care of me and blew my mind yesterday when I was at, you know, when I was at one of the Cirque du Soleil shows. just fabulous. So I think it's just consistency. It always goes back to customer service. Everybody wants really great service. And if you're paying that much, Mm -hmm. because in all honesty, it's still a high-priced item for something that you're consuming, right? So if that's the case, just give the people what they want, right? Don't try to work outside the box. Sometimes people provide way too much information and the customer is completely lost. Overload. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Definitely overload. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what if someone is listening right now, um, they want to get involved and become a bud tender. What would you say a good way to, to segue into that? First, get your agent card. Start mm-hmm. there before you even start. The oh, you process think you should get the working. card first? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I do. I if you're very serious about being a bud tender, do the steps and the processes necessary to eliminate any issues by the time you go to apply. When it's time to start. Okay, right. So okay. get your agent card. Um, if you have to get a sheriff's card, get you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Make sure when you get there, you ask all the questions. That way, you seem knowledgeable. Get the basics down. You don't have to know about every single strain in Vegas. That's kind of impossible, right? Mm-hmm. So get down your terpenes. Get down your cannabinoids. Understand that a little bit. Understand the effects of some of these terpenes and cannabinoids. That way, you can be a, a little bit educated by the time you get into that 
realm of when I hire someone, mm-hmm. I'm not looking for them to come out the gate knowing everything about cannabis. Because mm-hmm. if you love it and you're a smoker, you're going to learn. Mm-hmm. So for me, being able to exhibit great customer service, understand um what you're dealing with as far as uh, average ticket and things of that nature, KPIs, mm-hmm. key point indicators, you know, everything like that. If you're privy to this knowledge, you're going to make a good bud tender. Mm-hmm. If you really love the plant, you're going to learn. And then that comes with time. When I first came into the industry, I knew a little bit about terpenes, a little bit about cannabinoids, a little bit about everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't know everything. Just a little dabble. But I knew how to service a customer. Okay. And I think that that's so important is to give the people, because what they want is an experience. It's very different. You don't go into a bar and say, hey, what is that Tom Collins going to do for me? Mm-hmm. How am I going <laughs> to feel after a couple of those Tom <laughs> Collins? You know what I mean? So okay. for us, it's more, it's a bigger picture that you're painting for the customer and the consumer. And you want them, if it's their first time, you don't want it to be their last. Right. right. So do the right thing with your first time patients and make them want to come back for more cannabis. That's one of the biggest things. You know, a lot of people when they say, oh, I smoked and oh, I was so paranoid. I was so this. A lot of times when people are already like high energy, the last thing you want to do is subscribe them a sativa because that's going to take you in overdrive. And then I can see why you're anxious because you was already here and now you're up here. Like, yes, you know what I'm saying? So, okay, back to uh, bud tenders, though. So should they go into these dispensaries and be like, hey, I need a job? Or should they attend certain events, join groups? Like, what do you think the oh, best yeah. route is? Absolutely. I mean, you can get into different organizations right here mm-hmm. if you're... Um, a minority and you want to learn a little bit more about cannabis, but you want to be able to open up a business later, CEICNV. Mm-hmm. That's you, Cannabis Equity Inclusion Community. Hell yeah. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> um, if you are looking, if you have a business mm-hmm. and you're looking to further your business or your small business and you want to kind of work with people that have been in the industry a while, Chamber of Cannabis, mm-hmm. right? If um, you want to learn the full gamut, and kind of help the community, help ex-offenders, help people do M, M for MM, mm-hmm. uh, minorities for mar- medical marijuana. Great. Do these things in advance mm-hmm. of actually walking through the door because honestly, those are like additional keys to get you the position. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody came in there and they were like, hey, this is my resume. And at the bottom of their resume, they're like, I'm in this, the normal, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? CEICNV, M for MM, Chamber of Cannabis. If you're in some of these things in advance, you kind of got a good knowledge mm-hmm. of what regulations are looking like here in, Can- in, you know, in Nevada. And then also too the laws that govern that. Yes. Okay. See, thank you. Thank you so much. I hope this helps somebody out there that wants to get involved because I get those inboxes a lot. I want to get in, but I'm not sure how. It's really about networking. Um, it's it's not super hard. A lot of a lot of the times, for the most part, people are friendly and wanting to help. So you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think that these are all things that are helpful in the end that'll help you get your foot in the door. Persistence is key. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of times where people drop off their. Uh, resume to a dispensary not realizing that the dispensary gets hundreds of resumes daily Um, persistence sometimes is key sometimes you have to come back and be like hey I put an application and I never look at people when they come back in and be like oh my god you why are you bugging me yeah no I'm like okay 
you you're really striving to get this position absolutely and that holds bearing regardless of what people tell you that's keep doing what you're doing but actually come with something because these things you don't have to have someone sponsoring you to be a part of these uh organizations you could just join them literally and just get in where you fit in and you'll you'll figure it out along the way now um i do want to get into some a little bit of lifestyle because i do like to tap into different areas um so want to talk about what to do um in a toxic workplace or ways to maintain your zen in a toxic workplace so here are a couple suggestions and what's funny is i do these naturally so you know i I just (laughs) pat myself on the back because that's how much i protect my peace so number one is find your other zen warriors now zen warriors let's not Confuse that with complaining patties, okay? You don't want to pour more gasoline on the complaining fire, right? Right. The goal is to change your mindset because, honestly, we already are manifesting the lives that we are living. So to have a woe is me type of mentality is a rabbit hole of doom. So um, to have somebody else, you know, with that's going to bring you that positive insight when you are having a stressful day or something I come rock you know huh this done got on my nerve you know let me get it off my chest but we can end the conversation with something to hold on to something to look forward to something to grasp on to right. do you feel like you have a zen warrior at my at my job uh-huh um i do actually yeah um i do have quite a few people there's one gentleman who is a bud tender mm-hmm and he i'm gonna shout him out rick you're amazing Mm -hmm. um just comes in with the best attitude possible today he runs by my office and he's like going to the front of the store he goes i'll be right back he has a button on his lanyard that says free hugs Mm -hmm. and i guess somebody wanted one so he was running all the way from the back to the front to give them a (laughs) hug so for me it's like those little things right so you make that person's day right Mm -hmm. so he does that to me every time it's positive reinforcement hey regardless of what today is going to bring you are going to get over it Mm -hmm. the day will end you know what i mean you might have to uh have a positive spin on it when you wake up in the morning that problem might still be there but it's less you had some time to think about it don't stress over these things Mm -hmm. you know make a positive environment and i would like to say that he helps out in that capacity every single day that's a beautiful thing all right so another one is to meditate in the parking lot (laughs) oh baby and meditation session sometimes turns into a nap and maybe that's what you needed you needed to go to the car and take a nap real quick yes he was a little cranky um to rely on headphones now some places you aren't allowed to have headphones which boo but i understand um but sometimes putting on the right tone and the music just kind of changes and shifts your energy. Um, let's see. Leave work at work. Don't let the stress follow you home. Amen. And so sometimes your family pays the price because you, you one of your coworkers ate your lunch and now you come home with an attitude. Right. So we definitely want to make sure we leave. Or even sometimes leave home stress at home. Just kind of learning how to separate the two. Yes. It's a process. Yes, it is. So Yes, it is. Um, but I highly agree with that. Mm-hmm. 100%. You have to be able to, in order to function in life and have some balance, you cannot mix the two. Mm. It just it doesn't work out. 
it's it's just one of those things that it took me a really long time to learn but you're right ma'am Yep. And then another one we have is to neutralize gossipers. So even though, don't get me wrong, we all like a good story now. But sometimes, a lot of the times, we got to nip that in the bud because that can be going, that can be an ongoing thing. And once again, if we're talking on an energetic level, um, this this is a lot of negativity. So now every time you see me, I don't want you to think I want you to pour the ne- negativity into my cup because I didn't ask for it today. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yes. it's kind of just not even participating in it. Um, and let's see. Um, and to share some of your zen. So that's kind of like how you mentioned uh, Rick. Was mm-hmm. that his name? Yeah. How he comes in and kind of just he has the hugs. And even though uh, COVID don't hug me. I, I, I do free fist pounds. Yes. We yes. can pound fist all day. Yes. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> but no, just sharing a smile, being nice, sharing a compliment, just doing that for other people can really take it a long way um when you are servicing the people so yeah i agree yeah so um in other news your uh podcast um how about tenders well how often does it come on how can we find it all that good stuff okay so we usually do it every monday uh we've had a few like weeks where we skipped a week because we were just passing through a couple of really big holidays that came Mm -hmm. through but we try to do it every week uh i just recently had to skip a week Uh, it happens guys in the podcast world believe it or not some things come either a person cancels on Mm -hmm. you or you're just like hey uh you run into an issue on the day of podcasting and you're like "Eh, it happens but um (laughs) yeah every monday we usually have a podcast um and we try to get as many people in the cannabis industry bud tenders, consumers, um, and then, of course, brand owners and things of that nature so that we can educate uh, people on what's going on in the Vegas cannabis world. Absolutely. So you want to give us your social media, website, whatever you got for us. Absolutely. So we're at www.highbudtenders.com. If you want to listen to the podcast, it's forward slash podcast. We also have a merchandising session. So that's for forward slash shop. If you're looking for that on all things, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. We are at High Bud Tenders. All right. We do have a High Bud Tenders podcast, which is a backup page, but check us out on High Bud Tenders on Instagram. Okay, appreciate you for that, for coming through and hanging out with us. I want to send a big thanks again to the Business Entertainment West for the sponsorship. If anyone would like a mention or sponsorship, you can reach me at angt.onair at gmail.com. Thank you, Wesley, in the sound room for having my back, P.O.P. If you would like to run this episode back or if you missed any previous episodes, you can search Sativa Talk Podcast on Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, and of course, UNLV's website. Just search for the podcast. My Instagram is Angie T underscore on air or Facebook Angie Thompson. Don't tell nobody else my government. I want to send my love and appreciation out to you guys for tuning in and I'll see you next week. This is a Tiva Talk podcast. Boop, boop.